Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with founder, bassist, and composer Mike Rivard on Club Delph on the 25th anniversary of the Outfeb. For 25 years now, this Boston-based dub jazz collective has been helping audiences lose track of time while creating mesmerizing music with a very distinct Moroccan folk-infused trance, along with elements of jazz, hip-hop, electronica, avant-garde, prog rock, and dub. To celebrate this silver anniversary, the band's been on tour around the United States. It continues, and they have a digital re-release of their storied debut album, As Above. It dropped on February 8th, 2023. Mike covers all of this and so much more. Enjoy. Man, it's great to reconvene. I appreciate you taking a minute out today. I'm always happy to speak to you. You know, we've already talked and I got a really good expose on your life and the band. So this is really kind of shining a spotlight on the 25th anniversary, which in the music industry, that's a big deal. So talk to me a little bit about what this means to be celebrating this kind of anniversary. It's kind of surreal because when I, when I began the whole thing in uh, 1998, I certainly didn't think I would be, you know, still doing it 25 years later but the the music just you know it's uh it's remained fresh and, and vital and I, <clears throat> I think a lot of that is because of the the structure of, of of the situation you know i mean it's it's constantly evolving it's never really the same thing twice um so you know so it's kind of built into it that that it's it's always changing and shifting around um you know we have a rotating cast of musicians who flow in and out of the band and over the 25 years that we've been together um geez i don't know it's it's been a while since i've counted but i think i think there's been over 150 musicians that have have played in the band and about 20 25 of whom are more or less regular and then there's a core of about three or four of us who who do more you know more of the shows than than anyone else, and I guess I'm the only uh, the only permanent permanent person you know that, that's been doing it all this time. So, <laughs> you know, it, I mean it's it, it's tough being the you know the, the person who's in charge of the whole thing, but it also lends itself to, um, you know, I don't have to submit to a board of directors or anything. I don't have to, you know, when I make decisions, it's kind of I mean, I, I try to make the best decisions for, for the band, but I don't have, there's not a lot of friction, you know, there's not a lot of competing voices. Um, I try to make things as democratic as possible, and the whole premise of the thing is based on freedom. You know, it's, it's everybody is, is free to, to play as, um, as personally as, as they can in, in, in the band. You know, it's not a situation where, you have to come in and, uh, you know, kind of temper or limit what you do. I, I, I try to create a situation that's, that creates a fertile ground for, for all musicians to feel as if it's, you know, their band or their, their rhythm section so they can, you know, pretty much do their thing. And then when it comes to all the, the business and the administrative stuff, you know, I, I handle that. So, um, I don't know. I guess I've gotten better at it. <laughs> I hope I have over over 25 years. And uh I owe the whole thing to my my relationship with I think the last 
we we spoke um I spoke about my my relationship with Mark Sandman from the band Morph is a dear friend of mine who I was playing in a band uh, a side project of his called Hypnosonics that um predated morphine I think Hypnosonics began around 1980 I joined the band in 86 and uh you know Mark got busy with morphine and uh I was always encouraging him slash bugging him to to book hypnosonic shows and you know, he just kind of got got sick of it and said Rivard you got to start your own band so that was that was kind of the the impetus from for me starting it and the the original uh gig that we did it it actually began as a as a residency at the Lizard Lounge in Cambridge Massachusetts a friend of mine uh Billy Beard was booking the Lizard and I I pitched the idea to him a uh reoccurring uh you know kind of a night based on some of the stuff that was going on in New York at the time um there was a scene based you know kind of some live drum and bass and uh i think you know they were calling it the ilbian scene and uh, a lot of the stuff phil laswell was doing there wasn't really anything like that happening in boston at the time so i pitched the idea of uh you know we would have a core band and then different musicians would would come in and out we would remix the music and the first show that we did was basically Hypnosonics with some some added musicians. Um, I was playing a lot and still do with a great guitar player named Duke Levine. And um, so it kind of it kind of started as a residency, and then um, it just you know took on a, a life of its own and um, gained momentum. We started doing shows out of town. Our first show outside of Boston was uh, at the Knitting Factory in New York with uh, John Medeski and uh, Matt Maneri, Joe Maneri. And uh, we actually released an album of that for 20 New York City. So now it's been 25 years and uh, <laughs> it's still, I mean, it, it's, still feels kind of fresh because, you know, it's, it's always changing. And, um, you know, especially this past year, was a big year for us. We put out um, our first studio album in you know ten or twelve years, and as as we discussed in uh, our last meeting, um, you know the music for that was all um, inspired by some pretty um, profound experiences that I had. You know, pretty dark experiences, um, and it feels like it feels like kind of a like a journey has been completed and now we're, we're sort of moving on to the next, the next thing. And 25 is a, is a big number and we'll see. I mean, I don't know if I'll be, if I'll be doing this in 25 more years, but you never know, you know, I mean, if it still feels good and as long as it feels good, I think we'll keep doing it. So you are finishing up a tour. You got one more show in Marlboro, New York on March 10th. What was that like, you know, especially in the context of living through this pandemic for the last three years, the world's opening up, and you're obviously celebrating a big anniversary. What did all of that feel like? What was the tour like? Well, we actually have uh, a number of shows coming up. I mean, we're we're keeping the tour kind of going. I mean, when you celebrate a 25th anniversary, it's, you know, you don't have to confine it to, to, 
two weeks, even though the band, so the first gig we did was in February of 1998, but we're going to, you know, we're going to be celebrating our 25th anniversary all, all year long. And we have two shows coming up, the Falcon show that you mentioned. And then the next night we're playing a deep dive in Ithaca. And that's, those shows are going to be really cool because we're, we're reuniting a lineup of the band that um, did a tour of the South in 2002 I uh, rented a couple of bands and we all or vans and we uh, we all piled in <clears throat> and the touring band was uh, John Badesky, Matt Maneri, Brahim Fribgan, Mr. Rourke, Eric Kalb, and myself. And uh, when we were in uh, Georgia, we were joined for a couple of shows by uh, guitarist Reed Gabrels, who um, was playing with David Bowie for for ten years. And at, at that time, he was on a break, and um, I think he was hanging out with uh, Chris Robinson from uh, from the Black Crows in, in Atlanta. So we did a couple of shows with him and uh, put out an album, uh, Athens GA 32802, from that, that lineup. So it's cool that we're kind of celebrating another anniversary within the anniversary. I mean, that was 21 years ago, and we're, we're just reuniting the band for, for these two shows um, you know, what, what is it like to do it after the pandemic? I mean, you know, this isn't our first, our first time out since, since the pandemic, you know, we've been, we've been doing shows for, you know, for almost a couple of years now, but this is certainly like, um, well, I, I guess April was back in April when, when, uh, you never know the, the studio album came out. That was, uh, you know, we did a bunch of shows then, um, I mean, it feels great, you know. I, I love I love playing live. It's it's nice that uh, people can gather in uh, in places and uh, be comfortable once again. And uh, the response has been been really amazing, you know. I mean, I think you know. I, I guess a lot of our audience is kind of based of in, in the jam band scene, and um, we're sort of on the outskirts of that. You know, I think we our music is is a little darker and maybe a little more ask a little more of the audience than, you know, than some of the other genre, other bands in the genre. But, you know, because the music is so spontaneous and uh, freely improvised, I mean, basically what we do is we, you know, there's a, there's a songbook, we have tunes, but the arrangements are, are made up on the spot. We, um, and we flow from, from tune to tune. We don't stop in between. And for my money, some of the more interesting stuff occurs in the, uh, kind of the connecting tissue between, between the songs, you know, when we're finding our way from one, one place to another. And, uh, it's, you know, the thing that's been cool is, um, for a lot of our history, we've been based in, in the Boston area. You know, we've, we had, we've had this residency at the lizard lounge since 1998 that went, went up until March, 2020. And then, you know, everything kind of stopped. Um, and we've done, we've done a few shows at the lizard since they reopened back in September, but we haven't continued with, with the residency. So it's nice to kind of play for different audiences and take it to different, different cities and, you know, kind of get get a different um, different response from from audiences, and you know, it's cool to try to, to try to win people over. You know, when we play the Lizard Lounge, it's a real hometown crowd. There's a lot of 
you know, repeat offenders or whatever, whatever you want to say, you know, people that have seen us a lot and they kind of know what to expect. And it's great to play, play for, for people like that, but it's also nice to, to be challenged to, uh, you know, to kind of win over new, new, new audiences. So that's been cool. And, um, these shows coming up in New York at Falcon and Deep Dive will be will be really fun because I mean you know I haven't played with Reeves in, in ages and it's been I think this will be the first time since 2020 I played with Matt we did a show with with uh, Medeski at the um, at the Falcon during the pandemic they were doing outdoor shows and we did we did one there. And uh, I just actually played with Kalb, uh, Eric Kalb, uh, in New York a couple of weeks ago. He he did a show with us, and that was his first time in a while. And it's uh, you know, as the band implies, it's 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 a club. You know, I mean, it's we don't just we don't just make music together, but we enjoy hanging out in each other's company, and it'll, it'll be a nice a nice chance to you know kind of renew some ties and hang out with some old faces. So if anyone out there wants to get the latest album, learn more about where you're going to be on your tour, get tickets, anything related to the band, the 25th, the, the music, where, where can they go? Probably the one-stop uh, place would be our website, clubdelf.com, C-L-U-B-D-E-L-F.com. Um, you know, you can follow us on, on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook and um, more up-to-date information can be found there. Um, the Falcon website, so they don't, they don't actually sell tickets for the Falcon. It's uh, their reservation, so you actually have to uh, email or call the, uh, the Falcon to make a reservation. Deep Dive, um, tickets are available on their website. Um, I, think it's the, I think it's through Eventbrite. But if you just go to our website, that's probably the best, the best place. All will be revealed. Wonderful. Mike, man, it's great to catch up with you. Congratulations on 25. Keep on taking care of the road. I appreciate uh, you taking time out today. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're, we're making inroads to get further and further away from our home base. And uh, you never know, we'll be in Kansas City at some point. It'd be nice to actually meet you face to face. Absolutely. I'll, I'll be pulling forward. I'll keep my eyes open. But thanks again, man. Good luck with everything. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest cats in Boston, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Mike for his time, energy, and cool. If you want to hear more interviews, you can find Neon Jazz archives at Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Subscribe to us on YouTube. And for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.